Spaceship, identify yourself. You're being tracked. What's up? Somebody coming this way? Yeah, you should definitely split up. It's like they want to die. <laughs> What's this? Oh, fuck yeah. We just got a sponsor. Really? That's great. Uh, who is it? This must be it. That was awfully fast. Uh, it says it's from the Pod People Podcast. What is that? Oh, oh my god, there's someone coming out of it. Kinda looks like you. What, what's happening, Nick? Imagine a world where podcasts are better. Oh. Our emotions will no longer be a factor that clouds our judgment. Nick, no. We will all just be better. Huh. So, like, I, I wouldn't have to worry about taxes? No. I, I mean, you'd have to do taxes, but you wouldn't worry about them. Okay. And would I get stressed out at work? Never. Wow. And would I... Oh, Nick, would I still enjoy horror movies? Most definitely. Am I not indeed a cinema slayer? Am I not the Nicholas which you know and love? Platinum Dunes? Paranormal Activity? Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2? Oh, the thrills of cinema. You're not Nick. I'll miss you, man. Wait, Nick? What the fuck? Hello and welcome to another episode of the new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. Where we metaphorically slice and dice our way through horror films of old and new. I'm Brian of the Pod People Podcast. And I'm Nick. Er, and I'm Nicholas Hacks, the werewolf man of cinema. And today... We are covering. You don't know. The, I, I am this, the werewolf. This man section will. Of... I know. I, I'm. I do not contend that. I'm just saying, our new nickname section might not work if you are floored and aghast at everything I say. <laughs> there was such a moment of pause and consideration when I said my nickname. <laughs> it's okay. Let's go on. <laughs> uh, you caught me off guard. You caught me off guard. Yeah. I was not expecting I guess... that. <laughs> Pod people, I see what you did there. Okay. Um, there it is. So there to... we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, it takes me a minute, Brian. I'm slow in the head. Okay. Today we are we are talking uh, you know about what? the 1978 remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and uh, that mm. is where a Glob of spaceships flies toward Earth, causing a catastrophic uh, catastrophic mm. sequence of events. Could this be a sign from God telling us that premature ejaculation is a sin, and that anyone who jisms in their sleep could bring the end of the world as we know it, and we should all burn them at the stake? Uh. Hmm. Questions. 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 Oh, that's the end of your synopsis. These are the questions that I am okay. asking 
that America needs to ask when they're watching now 1978 you're just Invasion yep. of the Body Snatchers. Yes, I am. Okay. Got it. So, Brian, okay. you so, suggested... Well, you, you don't suggested get to cut me off. <laughs> you don't get to cut me <laughs> off. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> this is my, my trademark response to your synopsis. If, I, if I'm not here to balance that out, people are going to think that that's our show. <laughs> that that just goes. <laughs> okay. So, I am surprised. Lately, you have been getting more and more accurate with your synopses. This was a pretty inaccurate synopsis. I'm kind of excited. I applaud your creativity. You know it still isn't always, quite what the movie was about. I will always, let, let, let me say, it will either be accurate or inaccurate. I shall maintain the element of surprise. Ah. And as I am talking right now, I am putting mustard on my penis as we speak. I wish he were lying, but we are video chatting, so yikes. I, <laughs> I thought you, I, I, you wish I was, wait a minute, I thought you were going to say, I wish you were telling <laughs> the truth, I, I wish you were telling the truth so I could see that. Um, okay. okay, so you, let's move um, along here. <laughs> yes, that's what I was doing. So you... You suggested this film, and I was kind of uh, apprehensive about it. But then I watched, I watched a little snippet of the movie, and um, I was kind of actually uh, very excited to watch the movie. So I sat down, I watched the movie, I saw Jeff Goldblum's name in the credits, the beginning credits, and I was like, "You have me at Jeff Goldblum." That's it. That's what we're doing. Yeah. So, uh, I had some big it, stars in this, man. The the girl from Alien. Uh, I I'm sure if she were a big star, I should know her name. That's on me for not knowing her name. Um, they had Leonard Nimoy. Like, man, what a yeah, cast. I wrote, I wrote in my notes. Uh, Doctor Kidner looks like Spock, and then yep. minutes, like an hour before we started recording, I found out. Oh, it is Leonard Nimoy. What the fuck? So, <laughs> so I was kind of slow at, at that at that <laughs> point in time. Uh, the more you know, with with a gay, big gay rainbow overhead. Um, so, I think we're yeah. ready to jump into the guts of the film. <laughs> when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk the earth. Okay, this film, the reason I suggested it to you, despite your very clear, evident, and stubborn resistance to even give it a shot, based only on the title, I'm glad you came through and tried it, <laughs> because I really like it. It's not my favorite horror film of all time. However, it's one of those movies where I was with my family back, and I lived in North Carolina in like middle school, and we just found it like back when they just had DVDs by the checkout. And you could just right. pick up the DVD and throw it on the conveyor belt and buy it. And we brought home this movie that was important to them. They were like, oh, wow, we watched this film back in the day. And I watched it, and I was petrified. I said middle school. It was not middle school. It must have been late elementary school. Because I remember after the film ended, I just sat on, my, on the front porch of our house and just, like, stared into oblivion. Like, 
I wasn't ready to watch that film. <laughs> now I'm watching it like, oh, this is pretty cool. I like this. Back then, it was this, it was really a cosmic terror that I could not comprehend. And oh. yikes, yeah, I oh love it. God. I wanted to return to it and see see I where just... it uh, stood with me after we just did Alien and the Thing. You're imagining little Brian terrified out of his mind. I'm just imagining you sitting there, little Brian, just just sitting there staring into the deep void that is known as the abyss. And just mm-hmm. your parents are like, Brian, Brian, Brian. And you, you're not hearing anything. <laughs> all, all you're hearing is the ringing in your ears. And... You just feel faint all of a sudden, like like you're a light feather in this world and everything is going to die eventually. And I don't know where I'm going with this, uh, but I imagined, uh, I kind of told well, myself. You're, you're hitting on some deep truth, believe it or not. I kind of told myself that. That film uh, did give me like an existential crisis. If I was young... Like, if I knew if I was young, if I, if only I was young, no. If uh, I knew about this film when I was younger, that would have been my, my cue to trick my mother into getting me <laughs> to see some boobies. Because, God damn it, I yeah. wanted to see some boobies and I was not allowed. I was restricted. This was a shock to me, too. This is another and, memory of mine. And what's really crazy is this movie is PG. Rated yep. fucking PG. What? Yeah. Oh, my Lord. I, uh... Yeah, so... I sat through the movie. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. Uh, and the ending... Oh, my God, the ending. Brian, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Like... It, it had my mind racing like is he isn't he is he still okay or is he is he now one of them and uh yeah i'm glad that landed for you i wasn't sure how you'd feel about it because it it feels I, like the type of ending that nowadays films wouldn't do because it might be too on the nose but when you're mm-hmm. watching these older horror films it's like the charm of a 70s 80s horror film is just unmatched the crazy score and all of like oh the practical God. effects and it still has these 50 holdover drama stuff like this film i was dom and i watched it this morning and then we watched the trailer to the 50s version mm-hmm. the 50s version had like the same pod practical effects it was really impressive like the pods would be opening and things would be coming out of them and i was like oh my god it's a black and white film is nailing it and they took a lot of that for this remake but the remake ups the tension and it's nearly two hours long, and frankly, this movie does not right. have to be nearly two hours long. But man, what a film. If a few different creative decisions were made, this would rank among some of my favorite kinda, horror films. But I kinda, it, so I kind of have to say, this, this movie kind of gave me a Halloween 3 vibe. I don't know if you've seen Season of the Witch, hmm. but uh, both main characters are... Is, was it uh matthew wasn't a doctor he was more of a uh he was a food inspector health inspector um whereas in season of the witch 
the main character uh, was uh, a doctor, but they both had porn stashes, and they were both technically doctors in 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 a way. And yeah. by the end of the movie, it was just him and a girl, and the girl ends up dying. So there was a lot of similarities, especially when they got up to the rafters, and he's. Uh, He's like wrecking all the lights, chopping all the lights, and destroying the pods. That happened in season of the witch. Not like destroying pods, oh, but right. but up okay. in the rafters, destroying okay. things. So that's there, crazy. Yeah, there's a l- little similarities there. I'm like, I'm putting two and two together. They, there's like no connection whatsoever. Yeah. I would not imagine that uh, John Carp. I I don't think John Carpenter did uh, three. But um, I wouldn't imagine whoever I, I did the movie took inspiration for Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Uh, well, what's so, crazy is this was a big deal when it came out. This film came out within a few years of The Omen, The Exorcist, Alien, and Halloween, which is pretty crazy. So that that's part of the reason why I can't call this one of my favorite horror films, because it came out mm-hmm. around some some good horror films some of which came out years before it which is something yeah. but i love this movie and i, I want to get onto something that you said earlier where you talk about their professions i'm so glad that when when writing out the screenplay our protagonist group they aren't like one's like a medical doctor one's an epidemiologist and then one's like a biologist it isn't that obvious Instead, their jobs give them enough information to kind of know what's going on, but right. not enough to solve it outright. Mm-hmm. No one's taking tissue samples and like, like just like intuitively grasping what's happening. In fact, the psychiatrist at the beginning, before we kind of get the twist, is giving them misinformation. Like he's saying, like, yeah, people come in, I give them a little psychological band-aids, tell them, no, no, it's just paranoia. People aren't really changing. And then after a few days, they're better this wonderful idea that right. they're becoming clones and to him psychologically that means they're stable individuals in reality they're void of emotion which is like is that what he's going for in his practice pretty cool touch mm-hmm. but then yeah our protagonist and his civil servant uh helper is a health food is a is a health inspector they, they were talking about the health status of a baked potato in one scene that is so much more interesting than him being a medical doctor who Brian. or an epidemiologist Brian, it's a rat turd. It's yeah. a rat turd. I, there were two scenes. No, wait, there were three scenes committed to my memory from when I watched this as a kid. One was just intuitively, spiritually, I knew he was about to hold it up and say, "That's a rat turd." I didn't remember the scene. I just felt like, "Oh, why do I know what's about to happen?" And it happened. And I thought, "Oh my God, this movie really made a mark on me." And then one of the other scenes was um, that great sequence. Where, where, uh, where, what's his name? Uh, Donald oh. Sutherland is out on the chair asleep and he wakes up to clones growing all around him. Matthew. In a yeah. course of minutes. I thought it's you like, were God, going to. God, that's the payoff of the movie. I thought you were going to mention the scene where Elizabeth gets sigh like a fucking Capri Sun pouch and then bam, titties. Surprisingly not. That was so well done when you're looking at her face and just these flakes are twitching all over her it's like how did they do that with practical effects on her and then they pop her into a body double and just deflate her uh wow so when you suggested uh this movie to me i was not expecting 
to be ear raped by a priest swinging on a swing set. Mm. Yeah. I had to add a little pause there to for for comedic effect. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so there there's that. There's titties, some some good. Good, good titties. We covered this I, already. I, I have to we, say, we got that. Some good looking titties. Um, Matthew keeps calling the fucking police. Yeah. <laughs> and he should know better. It, it wasn't working, but yeah, he, he kept doing it. Uh, and then the, the, the scene that I wanted to talk about the dog. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was at that point making a, a spinach egg omelet and I nearly dropped it on the floor because it was such a startling sequence. I thought I was prepared for this movie. I did not think. I think what got me is that it wasn't just a dog with that guy's head on it, like some slapstick humor. They played a rip of his banjo music <laughs> below it, which gave it this weird deliverance vibe. And it was too much for me. I was trying not to laugh. It was way too much. So tonally irrelevant but to the rest of the movie. I wasn't expecting it either, so I, I was kind of shocked. But at the same... Like, I was yeah. flabbergasted. And uh, I was just trying not to fucking laugh. I was choking. I was dying. Uh, so, yeah. So, mm-hmm. this movie nearly killed me. Thank you, Brian, for... Yeah. trying to assassinate <laughs> me with the film it's what partners do what, what are partners for the perfect crime yeah n- never there's no film evidence assassination yeah. yeah it's like if you if you told me we should watch except for this if you told me that we should watch the ring and then i get a phone call saying hey seven days i would never pick up the phone because i don't recognize the number so that bitch can go straight to hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, a remake of The Ring, that would be a big issue. People would just have downloaded these anti-robocall apps like I have, and they just never pick up. <laughs> no one picks up. Now, the, 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 modern, the millennial ring would have to have... Samara's out of... would have to have like a, a way of getting into your contacts first. <laughs> Samara's out of business. <laughs> She's out of business because nobody will fucking answer. God damn it. Pick up the fucking phone. Pick it oh, up. Man. There's a bit for uh, uh, Funny or Die or whatever. <laughs> just her sitting in a room just aggravated to all hell, slamming her phone down, going through like the yellow pages because she hasn't grown up. <laughs> God damn it. It's uh, 2020, okay. Samara. I, I need Jesus to praise another part of this movie. Okay. I was astonished, astonished by the intro to this movie. I love practical effects stuff, but they were showing this alien planet with these microbe things moving around, Jizz. and it was really organic looking, like, and just floating up into the air like space and going jizz. into space. Yeah. And then it isn't that. It's what space jizz. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. So this is where you defend your synop. All right. You know what? In a sense, it kind of was. I feel like right. I feel like you're. Like, I get it. Yeah, you know what? I understand. Go it. fuck yourself. <laughs> Continuing. <laughs> I feel like one day you're just gonna snap on me, Brian. It's like you're too calm and collected, and That's, like my ant, my shitty antics. The podcast is gonna make you snap, <laughs> and you're like, 
No. You know what? No. Fuck you. <laughs> Continuing. So spacious. The listeners love the tension. They're waiting for me to snap. It's, okay? it's almost it, sexual. It's a Patrick Bateman situation. There's almost like an undertone there, maybe of, that's it. of sexual tension. It's not coming from any of us. I'm going to finish my point. <laughs> about space jets. What I like Continue. about the intro. <laughs> Correct. It kind of floats off the planet. I guess it travels through space organically. I don't know how that works. But here's the thing. It isn't a comet right. that crashes into the Earth and throws aliens all, you know. It isn't that. It's not that lame. It's not explosive. It feels so real. We talked about this with 28 Days Later. If the world is going to end... It is in a minute, tiny, parochial little thing that happens in a lab somewhere that no one ever knows about. A monkey bites a person, and the world ends within a week. Like, that's how we're going to die. It won't be something we see, because the world doesn't care about us, and, and film scripts aren't real. We don't get messages about this. It happens. Anyway, I love that, because it isn't that the, the, these alien biological life forms rain down on the Earth through comets. They literally sit very softly in the clouds and come down in the rain and then grow little fungal spores on, on, on life and then bloom into a little pink flower mm-hmm. that is perfect at attracting humans to it to take right. home and cherish. Psychologically, very creepy. It's quiet. It's calm. Mm-hmm. It's like one of the best scenes in what, what I could defend as the, most, the best horror show ever written that isn't a horror show is HBO's Chernobyl. There is a scene where highly irradiated dust starts raining down on a bridge, and this really happened, and the kids were playing in it because nobody knew what was happening, and that's real, and all of them died horrific death within days. Yeah, that's crazy. Terrifying, horrible, yikes. Radiation, a million bullets puncturing you on the atomic level, no matter how much you bathe or wash or get away from it. It is the scariest thing in existence. Um, Great show. Highly recommend watching it. But yeah, that scene I loved. I love. So on another note, <laughs> yep, I wanted to, I wanted to <laughs> go back to like the beginning and how much you love it. Uh, yeah, I don't necessarily know the physics of um, zero gravity spaceships, but maybe we need to bring a. Uh, Few do. A uh, like an astronaut and onto the show and cover cover uh, the. The physics on that. that would be I am glad you're having so much fun with, spa- with the species. Because that's what it. There, there that's is what it fucking is. Humor cannot be as deadpan as Nick's deadpan humor. This is is that a masterclass? Is that is that your way of telling me my humor is shit? And <laughs> it's my it's way so of dry. telling you that I have met my match when it comes to just <laughs> it's just forcing jokes at other people my, my humor is so dry it's 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 drier than a uh like a saltine cracker like if you if you sure. if you eat a saltine cracker but you don't have water and, and you're choking and your throat's drier than yeah. the sahara desert and you'll drink anything okay like space jizz continue got it so another thing that I liked. That I liked. 
this idea that it isn't that the alien the alien organic life are you okay bud <laughs> You're... i'm trying to control oh, myself because like i am okay i'm falling apart here i'm like i see it my, my brain's like you should say space shiz again no yeah continue yeah please. this is the new oh I, I won't even say the other the other one okay. what craft dinner she... yep that's it see i thought that would spawn a whole new thing and it may have okay so she calls it a grex it's this cross-pollinating flower thing and that's great because it's not like the alien planet that was clearly devastated and void of life was blooming with these flowers that happened to control people it was like that that substance landed on earth life and imitated it and i love that idea mm -hmm. it's not space pod flowers everywhere that's how it manifested on earth due to earth laws and vegetation i have to say that is killer i have to say in all seriousness this is probably as close as i'll ever get to a the thing in a city yeah I was thinking the same thing throughout the movie. Yeah. It reminded me of the conversation uh, Corey and you and I were having mm -hmm. about what the thing would look like in a city. Right. There were moments where it's like, this is how it would have to be quiet, understated, who's who. It really does. Yeah, I think that's a really good comparison. Um, also, just randomly, that the, the girl at the very beginning, she had a lot of information on this flower and then just forgot it existed. She said it thrives on devastated ground, like war-torn Europe. Uh, talking about cross-pollinating flowers. Mm -hmm. That is psychologically such a terrifying thing to think about certain types of plant species that thrive on the aftermath of human, like, annihilation and destruction. How metal can you Yikes. get? That's like, great. I don't, yeah, I... that's pretty cool. A pink bud... In war-torn Europe, whoa! I don't, I don't want to hear <laughs> pretty cool. any motherfuckers out here giving me shit for wearing flowers. And I'm just gonna tell them, you know, yeah, flowers are pretty brutal if you think about it. It's exactly the same thing with butterflies. Uh, butterflies drink blood from carcasses. Did you know that? Little no, I did not. Little, little no. Fact. And then that's when they say, "Okay, yeah. bud, we get it," but. You're wearing a daffodil on your shirt. I don't give a fuck. Daffodils are metal. <laughs> That's a sunflower, Nick. And I'm going to put it on your corpse. <laughs> Even then. Uh, so. Oh, an M.O. Okay. I see. Do, 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 do. I don't know why I did that. Uh, a Twilight Zone theme. Twilight Zone is known, known for serial killer flower stories. That's right. Yep. <laughs> I know nothing about Twilight Zone, so. Oh man, that's I grew up on that on an old anthology we had of that. Uh, man, can we talk about? Is it, was his name Geoffrey or Jeffrey? I can't remember. It's the Jeffrey. Was spelled Geoffrey. It's Jeffrey with a G. And let me tell you, never trust a motherfucker who goes by the name Jeffrey and he spells it with a G. You need to you need to throw that motherfucker yeah. in a field of zombies. He needs to get dicked. Agreed. Another thing, a full tracksuit. It was the 70s, but a full tracksuit with headphones watching the game. I don't know. That's me. They're living these beautiful brownstones in the city. And I was like, what does this guy do? They're, they're painting him as like this, like, he's just kind of 
there and mean to his wife and like distant and I'm like what does he do and later they're like oh he's a respected dentist they're like what how does he, he have was, all like, that this money? emotionally distant it's like, i don't i don't i do not know i don't want to talk and about his it, Brian. wife the I one had... who looks like the <laughs> professional like biologist she's coming home and she's like the civil servant and he's just sitting there in his tracksuit watching the game ignoring her i don't want to talk Yikes. to you sweetie <laughs> i had a failed root canal on a patient and it was bloody it was very bloody. Yeah. And I must drink my sorrows away and oh. listen and, and watch the game with headphones on. That is what I'm going to do with my abundantful amount of money from being a dentist. Because apparently that pays well. I don't, I don't really fucking know how much it pays to be a dentist. I, I imagine not a lot. Dentists do okay. They do They're, okay. We're talking six figures uh, right off the bat. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. And then I need to shut up then. I don't know what I'm talking about. Shut your ass up, Nick. <laughs> uh, okay, so one thing I will I want I want your opinion on this because when I watched it, it made me laugh very hard. When he turns, firstly, why does the protagonist know her husband has changed after like 24 hours? Like she isn't just like oh he's acting different. She's like no he is like literally not himself, and there's something supernatural happening nobody would ever jump to that conclusion so many other things pop up on your list before that i'm sorry brian you know like that was such I'm, a bizarre I'm the person that jumps to that conclusion immediately as soon as there is a problem i have to say it's paranormal just get the fuck out leave that's it that's all that's all i gotta say yeah yep demons I went to the moon. That is why you are a uh, I, I, re- recurring guest on my my Pod People podcast, I, where we talk about Pod People all the time. I went to the moon, and there was just nothing but jizz. I thought I, I thought I should take a sample, and then I inconveniently uh, inconvenienced myself by taking my helmet off because I figured, oh, this this moon has atmosphere, uh, and I could breathe. But I have no no idea how safe it really is. I don't know. Some, it's pure gold. You're welcome. I'm just adding. I'm just gonna here. let you go. I. <laughs> I'm just gonna I let you to go, say, buddy. Pull the plug. Some weird this is actually voyeuristic. This is actually my fascination. Coma. Where I just look at you. <laughs> There's something fat when I when you start going on one of these bits that you come up with, I know that I am actually seeing the pure, unfettered thought process of you. Like all of these ideas popping up left and right, your eyes are going and you're just following them. I I like watching creativity occur in front of me. It's very entertaining. That said, you're my, looking at my, me. My, my, you have such a mystical look. <laughs> my my retardation is is taking take is is <laughs> it's spanning wings and it's learning how to fly um, <laughs> fly away retard fly can away. we please when jeffrey is very much body snatched with, when his clone is walking around jeffrey with a g I have jeffrey to with a g that. when when jeffrey with a g and i believe an o too it was like a g e o f f r e y even worse Geoffrey. It, it's true. Yikes. And he, he is like, yeah, yeah, no, I gotta, I gotta go to a meeting. We're not gonna go to the game. He's like, what? This isn't like you. What do you mean? He's like, yeah, yeah, I got, I have something to do. 
and he walks out and just like stares at the garbage disposal guy which is a kind of a cool ominous moment in the film but then the moment the moment he hits the curb there's just a car there like like they were just waiting for him they just like swoop in and like i can't get an uber in downtown tampa for like an hour and these guys are just like sitting there on the edge of like i love that the idea that a city traffic in the city you can just swoop them up take them away i loved it take, take them away to a secret place the sweetest game take them away i'm making references to a pop song Moving on. God, take me I... away, take me away. <laughs> a secret place, a secret place, the sweetest game. Okay, no, I'm cutting that out. Um, so, moving on. <laughs> uh, I think that's the end of our guts for the film, right? Um, I have the, the sudden... The boobs were amazing. I'm just... I... I, I'm, I'm dead set on space well, gonna... boobs, and creepy dog with man face uh and you are fixated on these por- three and porn things. stashes a good main character needs a 70s porn stash mm. i think that from now on whenever yeah. hollywood decides to do a remake the main character or the main antagonist must have a porn stash and um hmm and uh yeah so porn stash for 2020 (laughs) or or 2021 yes i have a topic for you to talk about does it have to do with porn stashes in spaces otherwise i am not interested Uh, and i'm trying to i am (laughs) i'm trying to force your brain into other fertile grounds that we could fertile how fertile are we talking here is it fertilized with spaces your brain is a thesaurus for a very unique purpose (laughs) so tell me about how great like the practical effect clone things were that was pretty cool especially when we first realize that our, our jurassic park guy is like he's there looking at this person he's not sure if it's someone who died and then he finds out it's a clone of him brilliant moment in like that's just a knew, great moment. Let me let me just preface this. I knew Jeff Goldblum was the lamb to slaughter in this film. There was like no way that yeah. he was going to survive. As soon as he ran off, I'm like, oh, he's dead. And I was kind of wondering yep. what happened to his girlfriend, and uh, and then she she actually ends up surviving for most of the film, which was really surprising, to say the least. Yeah, good touch. And. Uh, yeah, the special effects were amazing, especially for that time. And there's there's a lot of movies out there that like that are in the '70s, and they do a they do an amazing, fantastic job with what they have for the time. So kudos, yeah. ku- kudos to that. Uh, and I really, I don't know, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought I, I didn't really catch a flaw or anything like that. Um, there, there is something I didn't like. There is? There, I, I guess I've talked about a few things I didn't like. But I thought it one thing that ruined the horror for me is the fact that all of these people were just like in broad daylight carrying around these pods. 
and like their sole purpose was just to transport the pods it looked really lame mm. and i didn't buy it and i wanted a more ominous what are their intentions like when we see the xenomorph we're like what is it when we see the thing it's like what are you when we see the pod people it's like oh you're you're a you're a mindless slave of a pod like i just it didn't feel the same i was same. kind of thinking but when i saw the pod infecting and growing and cloning it was like what could this be and then we get an answer and i'm like oh okay yeah it's i not... don't know i don't i don't like to see like civil service pod like like politics where they're just like okay now we have a cargo ship let's transport our pods in the cargo ship oh you know what maybe we should transport our pods on these little dollies and we'll put them in loading trucks it's like this isn't scary to me <laughs> i'm gonna miss my nine to five they were loading them into cargo ships oh, well. That's not scary. I, that's not. That's like like well, what, what if thought, what if Michael Myers gets like just like starts Ubering, and like that's how he kills people now. Well, he like that isn't as scary he as like around. wandering around. He does he drives? But ominous Michael Myers hunting is very different from like I think I could just streamline this entire process if I were a five star Uber driver. Where they get into my car and I choose my victim. I swear, they remake Halloween with an Uber twist. Halloween kills. Michael Myers Ubers everywhere. Uh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) If that's how they turned uh, the the next iteration of Michael Myers, he's driving around in an Uber, I would be so pissed. Not cool. So not cool. (laughs) John Carpenter, what were you thinking allowing this to happen to Michael? Damn you, Michael! you and your fucking uber that that was my horrible impression of uh loomis <laughs> i shot him six times i shot him in the heart i liked it uh okay <laughs> michael you need to learn how to hopscotch it's eulogy time isn't it and with that it's time to get to the eulogy ashes to ashes dust to dust may god be with this young man's soul Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I didn't know how to feel about you at first. I was kind of weary. But you've won me over with a super dark ending that had me scratching my head and wondering what the fuck was going on. And I will forever appreciate you for what you were. Weird. Space jizz titties a pg rating that all kids the trifecta will enjoy it's great for the family people so what are we gonna are we so are we gonna bury this into the ground i'm sure that it would come back as a pod uh how would we dispose do we like drop lights on top of on top of this movie so it explodes conveniently i have a solution I have a solution, but it involves, it's one of my burial items, so I'm, I need to withhold that one. But one of my other ways of thinking is, we didn't really see how to kill these things, because the whole movie, they were literally invulnerable, mm. just because of their sheer numbers. Not because they couldn't be hurt, but because they infiltrated every office, like, politically speaking, law enforcement you know, like every echelon of society had them in it. So it's just like, why bother killing them? Which is a really interesting take. But a shovel to the head was real effective for for uh, Donald Sutherland's clone. So I think we might be able to 
just kill them. I don't think they're that hard to kill. Do you think? Uh, ooh, the freezer. Leonard Nimoy was put in the freezer, and it seemed to do just the trick. But did it kill him? I think I think it did some damage. It's a plant. They're plant clones. They can't survive in the cold. But they're they're perfect biological clones of humans. The only difference is they don't have emotion. Yes. So they're so just like people. I got burn them. Burn it. Fuck it. Burn it. Burn it. <laughs> burn it. Okay. Fuck it. We'll do it live. The John Carpenter solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why flight. <laughs> My, my fucking flamethrower sound effect. It was um, pretty good. It's coming through. Now, now it's getting a little it's bit. Wacky. It's wacky. Okay. It's zany. What are you burying? What are you burning it with? Uh, hmm. A porn stash antagonist. Damn it. And titties. Titties, titties. Is this really titties? <laughs> Brian is is okay. under so. underwhelmed with my final <laughs> my final <laughs> burial uh, item. Titties. I know it means a lot to you, so we're gonna move on. I won't force another one out of you there. However, we did overlap a bit with one of our burial items, and no, it wasn't the last one. Titties. I'm I'm burning. Invasion of the Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland's pristine 70s mustache. And let's just stop this problem before it starts. A gallon of Roundup. Wouldn't that be wonderful? I was thinking when I was watching this movie, wouldn't it be wonderful if Roundup was really the answer to the cosmic terror that came to the Earth in this movie? Well... If that, that CEO said it was safe enough to drink, what if that was the solution? Well, to this highbrow issue. Do you think it would really be the solution if Randup would sponsor us? Interesting. Roundup, the ultimate solution, the horror movie solution. Safe enough to drink. I could safe enough to shove up your butt. It could be used as an enema. There is a great YouTube video where someone sits in front of the CEO of Roundup. I hope I'm remembering this correctly, not sensationalizing it. And says, oh, here's a cup of Roundup. You said we could drink it, right? And the guy's like, I, I am not drinking that. <laughs> it was just a wonderful moment of American free speech. <laughs> like, this is great. Oh, that's beautiful. But anyway, if, if a spray bottle of Roundup was enough to stop right. this, that'd be lovely. That'd be interesting. So I'm bearing it with a gallon of Roundup. Okay. We're doing it. Okay. Okay. We got it. Uh, voices oh. from the other side. Nick, are you are you getting something? I will let the listener know you are only getting half of the experience. <laughs> Visually, this is really thrilling. Cue <laughs> this part. Well, sometimes, sometimes death is better. Okay, I I have another, I have <laughs> I have a premonition. Oh God, what could it be? Could, could it be, IMDb, or is it actually a voice? Whoa! How meta are we gonna get? Huh? Jesus. Okay. <laughs> so this one, 
was published for the 14th of January, 2019, by Punch87. Okay. And it's titled, A Remarkable Science Fiction Tale That Still Stuns, Baffles, and Chills. On top of being an engrossing conspiracy thriller in step with the gritty urban tales of the time, The Invasion of the Body Snatchers is also a genuinely creepy film, which slyly suggests there is something sinister beneath the surface. Quick, straight to the point, and uh, yeah, I I have to agree with this person. Yeah. Um, he... He hit it on. He hit. He hit the the head on the nail. What what say you, Brian? He. I like it. I agree with it. I am surprised that I'm happy people are still coming back to this in 2019. I don't hear about this movie as often as I hear about the other obvious 70s horror gems, but I think it needs a lot more love, and I'm glad we did our episode on it. I have a voice from the other side here that I think is a level-headed look at the movie that kind of integrates what I liked about it and what I didn't like about uh-huh. it. And this is from Janet Maslin, 1978. Uh, I believe the New York Times, but I could be wrong. I do not know. I have failed our listenership in that, in that case, but who really fixated on 70s journalism? Uh, She says, Mr. Kaufman adds to this element of cosmic exaggeration. The creepiness he generates is so crazily ubiquitous, it becomes funny. This is a little bit long in the review, obviously. Accordingly, Invasion of the Body Snatchers isn't as frightening as it might be, even though the special effects involving the pods and the hairy tendrils are brilliantly unsettling, as is the gruesome moment when one character tries to murder his own half-formed clone. In the latter half of the film, when the story slows down considerably, Mr. Kaufman's inventiveness seems to become untethered. The screenplay that W.D. Reichster created remains bright and lively throughout, but the plot just isn't full enough to carry a feature film. I do feel that's true. The characters are vivid and uniformly well-played, and their pre-pod lives are fairly well-established. But an hour into the film, once the menace is identified, the few remaining humans begin fleeing for their lives, and after that it's just run, run, run. It hardly helps that they are essentially heading for a dead end, or that in this age of ubiquitous news reports, there's not a glimmer of information about what's going on outside of San Francisco. Obviously, that's to make the reveal of the the cruise ship bringing Pod internationally to make it hit home. So I don't know if I agree with the reviewer there. Nor is it useful when Danny Zeitlin's excellent score evolves into an electronic version of Amazing Grace. I loved that sequence. When it starts playing Amazing Grace from the ship, and it's like this surreal moment of like, if the world is in catastrophe, and some ship comes in to save the day, and they're blaring Amazing Grace from their speakers, that's the most symbolic, beautiful moment. That's cool. I can't believe they didn't like that. That was great. Um, Anyway, the last line, this may amount to an epiphany of sorts, but it's no substitute for a dramatically effective ending. I like this reviewer. Because she is saying this film is great, it's brilliant, and the rest of the review, she has a lot more praise. But it's really long, and it's not always justified. I feel that's true. I think that's why this isn't, like, the thing for me. Yeah. It plays on themes that are similar to it, but it's not, like, I could, perfect, dread-filled I film. could definitely see that. I, I kind of... 
it was kind of a uh, a slog to get through um, towards the beginning. But when I started picking up, I, I really started paying attention a lot more, and I I yeah. enjoyed uh, what was gonna happen next next sequence after another, and uh, honestly, the ending is what really did it for me. It's like yeah. such an amazing uh sequence of events and uh honestly I, I think that my, my my favorite my favorite kinds of endings are uh happily never afters because sometimes mm-hmm. we don't always get a happily ever after and uh so yeah yeah i mean beyond just wrapping up kind of like our ab plot line of like does the protagonist live? Does the secondary protagonist live? Does the tertiary protagonist live? Beyond just telling us, no, they're all going to die. And you know... That ending implies that the world is hopeless. And wow. you know what? That's I kind a of, great ending. I kind of see what you, what you did there, Brian. It's kind of uh, a little too on the nose, especially with what's happening uh, nowadays with, the, with what's going on. We are really returning to... This is pre-new and improved podcast from the Black Lagoon. No one's going to get this returning no, bit. Brian, <laughs> they go back Brian, and watch our 28 Days Weeks Later episode. Brian, we, it's, I understand. It's so on the nose. Everybody's screaming yeah. and pointing at people. And, uh-huh. and they're trying to infect one another. And I see it. I mm. see it out in the streets every mm. day. I, I have to fight. Yeah. I, have, I have to fight for my life. If I if I want that new video game mm-hmm. in, in in my life, I have yep. to go through the wastes and survive yep. and sustain on Taco Bell and always wear my mask and slap a hoe <laughs> with my pimp hands. Yep. All right. This is that pure creativity we're tapping into. I was talking about. You just you just go. I I don't know where we're ending up. I'm I'm along for the ride. <laughs> And so yeah, uh, so I, I think I think this was very uh, a transition. Defi- definitely a, a good film to, uh, to to pick, especially with what's going on now, now, now uh, nowadays. And um, I think that mm. everybody should go and check this film out. It's on Amazon Prime right now, and uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Uh, so we burned this fucker, John Carpenter style, and uh, I think we, okay we did our voices. We did we buried it. Okay, yeah. So I think we did we it. Did we it. nailed it. Yeah. This was a concise, good so episode. Out we of, did it. We're wrapping up right under fifty minutes here. Ten dogs with man heads. What would you give this film? Oh. We we adding a new bit. I'm never good at numerical scores. I. I have to rank them comparatively. If the thing is a nine point nine, and if Alien is a nine point nine, this film is. I give it like an is eight. An eight. Yeah, that's where I am yeah, too. Definitely an an eight. Uh, dogs with man heads out of ten. Who added the banjo? 
mp3 to that scene that is so i don't know how i feel about it but it was the most startling banjo? thing i've ever seen there's a banjo oh my god that's yeah man that's why i nearly dropped my breakfast when I was watching oh my this god movie. yeah when the guy because <laughs> do you remember now because he would play the banjo and like yep. the park bench with his dog yep. and when he when that man's head was on the dog it oh, wasn't just that the dog ran up to it her been... they cued a really abrasive banjo bit and they played it twice and then the lady looked at him and just screamed. It would have been even more comical. It was so it good. It would have been even more comical if you dropped your breakfast. Like I would have felt bad, but I would have died laughing. It would be a better yes, story. But we got what we got and yeah, I ain't gonna it would be throw a better a fit. story. I'm never gonna cry over spilled eggs. <laughs> and milk. Um, never. Anyways. Well we well, did it. Yes. Thank you for Thank listening. You guys so much. We love doing this show. We love all of yeah. you. We love you so much. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I don't know where I'm going. Like all of a sudden I'm, I'm like I'm going to start rapping. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. Uh yeah, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast. I let you have the wheel. You came in with such confidence. <laughs> so, th- thank you guys for joining us on this latest uh episode of the podcast from the Black Lagoon. Uh if you truly loved what you heard here uh you can find us on spotify itunes google plays basically any kind of podcast hosting server that you can stream us on we're there uh so that's where you can find us you can also find us on instagram we have a facebook page and a twitch account all under the black lagoon network that's where you can never miss an episode and we're also posting and uh we just love to have fun also if you would love to be a part of our voices from the other side segment you can leave a comment on our anchor page which is uh anchor.fm slash or even better a a voice message yeah i have i have our they can do that right from anchor and then we yeah, can play it. leave us a message there. Uh, you can find us on our on our main page on Instagram by okay. clinking that by by clinking, clicking our link tree. Uh, so we're there. Uh, yeah, so we're done. Uh, thank you guys for joining us and. Real titties. real quick, hold on. You gave them a call to arms to do a voice message. What would that be if they don't know the movie? So, it's just like comments about yeah, the podcast it would be or horror films. Definitely or... comments about the podcast. Let us know what you guys think. Um, hmm. Yeah. Any ideas? Like if you if you guys have ideas for what movies we should cover, that is also definitely welcome. And we will we will give you a shout out to what, what, yeah. whatever social media outlet that you are using um so yeah so some free shout outs there if you if you guys want and uh other than that uh we will catch you in the next episode of the podcast from the black lagoon bye goodbye terrorize the world